So Zeke, I don't do the cold open too often, but something happened today and I don't know why I tell you these things, but I know that you are more happy after I tell you these things. I was golfing, hit my ball into the bunker, got the rake, hit the ball out of the bunker, ended up on the green. And I go, you know how you give your your foot the little tap with the club, get the sand off of your shoes? Yeah. I missed the bottom of my shoe and I hit my pinky toe and I think I broke it because I hit it pretty hard. You want a toe? I can get you a toe. Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Thank you for making us a part of your day. How are you, Zeke Baker? Not too shabby. Par for the course with most of your stories, that they never quite go where I, I think they're going to. That's why I love telling them. My first stipulation would be I still want to know how many shots there were in between the first bunker shot and the green. I, I love how you just, yeah, you know, I was in the bunker, then I was on the green. Oh, no, it was one shot. I was in the bunker. I was in the greenside bunker. I hit the ball out of the bunker. I was on the green. Hey, you got your story. You stick to it. I, I, I shot mean, very well today. So where I really thought you were going, though, and I granted this always happened to me with a putter, not a wedge, which is what I assume you were referencing. But there's nothing worse than like when you're walking on or off the green and you're kind of like swirling the putter around your hand and all of a sudden you just clock your ankle. That's got to be like a top, easily top 10 pains I've ever endured. I mean, to the ground and roll. Like, tell me you've had this happen. I have. I mean, come on. I am a big, dumb animal. If you think I haven't hit myself in multiple places with golf clubs, then you're wrong. I will tell you, though, that I did this on the third hole. Like, I didn't realize it was broken until I took the shoes off at the end of the round. I went to go put my flip-flops on, and I went, damn, I broke my toe. You're not really corroborating your story very well about this, you know, from the bunker onto the green one, because if I come out of a bunker in one shot and I'm on the green, I mean, I'm tickled as a pig in shit. Even if I went to hit my foot with the club and knock the dirt off, there's no way I, I've got enough, uh, you know, force or aggression there to break a toe. Well, there are two things you're forgetting. Number one, I expect to get out of the bunker and onto the green. Number two... I'm a big, dumb animal. You you underestimate like that brute animal strength. I didn't even realize that I had hurt myself until after the game was over. Can we at least come to one compromise now? And that's simply no matter how bad this toe looks over the next, you know, week or two or three. Don't send you a picture. Don't post any pictures on the dad's account. Oh, I would never do that. You know what I do have to just mention here before we get into the meat of the show is, can we also agree that whenever I tell a story, you really suck at the follow-up to it? I don't know where you're going with this. It's like you're trying to troll me. It's not coming across like typical Zeke Baker trolling, and it's disappointing, my friend. Well, you've gotten really... I guess accustomed to the one-liners and I'll admit I'm a big fan of those myself, but sometimes I see the the bigger picture and I like to slow it down a little bit and and just let you bait your own hook 
while I slowly reel in the uh, the big catfish. I am waiting to see the fruits of your labor, but I haven't seen anything yet. Let's talk about something that is the fruit of somebody's labor. Elijah Craig, the father of bourbon, the bourbon was the fruit of all his labor, and he didn't just join the bourbon movement. He started it, Zeke. So if you're looking for a great Father's Day gift, join the movement yourself. Reach for a bottle of award-winning Elijah Craig small batch bourbon. There is greatness within that bottle. With their signature warm spice and subtle smoke flavor, Elijah Craig small batch has rich flavor and full body that any dad would love including you zeke how good are you at making old fashions john have you ever seen me mix a cocktail really well you know what it's super easy and with all that spice and smoke you have in an elijah craig you can actually just put a little simple syrup for sweetness and a dash of bitters for spice and you can go to elijahcraig.com and have a whole bunch of recipes and just opens the door for a ton of stuff there. If you want to learn more, go to elijahcraig.com. Follow them on social at Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig, Kentucky Street Bourbon Whiskey, Bar Sound, Kentucky, 47% alcohol by volume. Think wisely, drink wisely. We want to thank Elijah Craig for sponsoring today's show. And we also want to remind everybody the Friday before Father's Day, this whole thing, talking about Elijah Elijah Craig, the father of bourbon, is going to culminate in an interview between Zeke and myself and Max Shapira and Kate Latz, the father-daughter brain trust behind Heaven Hill Distillery and Elijah Craig. So we want to thank Max and Kate for spending some time with us. It was a great interview, and we can't wait to share it with all of you. True story. All right, Zeke, you want to know what we're drinking today? I mean, I think I know, but you can remind me. We are drinking Larceny Barrel Proof Batch B520, six to eight years, but non-age stated. We just know it's about six to eight years. It's 122.2 proof, 61.1% ABV. It's 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malted barley. We want to thank the good folks at Heaven Hill for sending this sample to us, but by no means is that going to have any impact influence on what we think of the whiskey so zeke i was very excited for this to come out i think a lot of us were we were anticipating it it's another barrel proof whiskey it comes in at a good price i mean i definitely agree with you on the uh anticipation aspect with everything else that's gone on you know larceny picks were going to be a big part of 2020 and you know something else that's got kind of bumped off for a minute which sucks to say the very least i mean it's hard enough to get a pick, much less a good one. And then when you see stuff that gets bumped down the road, it doesn't uh, behoove any of us. Behoove, but I like that you use that word. It popped in the head. And I'm like, there's one John hasn't had to edit yet. He's going to hear this at least three times and think, hey, that asshole finally said something unique for once. I like behoove, befuddle, anything with a B in front of it. It's kind of funny. Baker? It's got a B in front of Acre. <laughs> Broke like your toe has a B in front of Roke. What do you think about this whiskey? I kind of had some fun here tasting through this and, and got some unique notes that I, I like. The two biggest things I enjoy are, are having authentic notes, but also, uh, you know, unique and, and something to give folks to think about a little bit. Nose-wise, I thought it reminded me of a blend somewhere between fresh popcorn and, and cornbread coming right out of the oven. It, it was somewhere in between those two. As a second pass, nosing again, it reminded me of uh, of a hot rice crispy treat. 
like if you took one and, and you know, microwaved it or if you just made some fresh out of the oven. It just really had that kind of aspect to it of the corn and then plus the heat some. And it, it really wasn't so much an alcohol vapor as the heat to me just presented as enhancing the aromatics of what was in the juice. Palette wise, you got to bear with me a little bit on this one, okay? Yes, sir. All right, let's say you had a yellow Laffy Taffy, but it was caramel flavored. Can you go there in your mind? I can go there in my mind. All right, because it took three sips, but that that was what I finally pieced together, especially on the front half of this one. Uh, Moving toward the back, I get a slight char. It's not overly off-putting. It's a tad more char than I prefer, especially with that overly sweet corn contrast to it. It's just kind of a, you know, a, a day and night difference to me. And then at the very back, uh, definitely got a good solid cinnamon kick towards it. You know, just had kind of a, a rich red hot almost kind of feeling. It's so funny listening to what you said, just because there are so many similarities, not always in the same place. I would not expect anything different between you and me. The nose, I said brown sugar, cinnamon, molasses, some slight heat on the nose. I don't get corn, but I could definitely see the rice crispy because it's a heat. And the way that you were describing the heat was exactly what I was thinking as well. When you said it's not like hot, ethanol-y hot, it's more just enhancing the aromatics. I mean, that's where I totally agree with you is it wasn't like a oh my god this is super hot but it's like a warmth not necessarily like a like this is hot and it's gonna singe your nose it just Uh, carried it really well to me i mean almost like a catalyst essentially yeah totally agree with you on that taste i said front was kind of spicy cinnamon like a red hot nice mouthfeel coating that was like a caramel layer i think you described it perfectly i wish i came up with it but it's like that viscous, thick, laffy taffy caramel kind of coats your mouth. The spice lingers nicely. I maybe get that corn on the finish. It, it was spice in the front and then towards the tail end, maybe I got a little bit of corn, like a cooked corn though, like popcorn, but it was at the very, very end of the finish. Well, and where I, you know, kind of went on that whole uh, caramel flavored Laffy Taffy was literally, like you said, thickness. And I got mild traces, like banana runt, just a very hint at the end. But it, it, it wasn't the full profile. It definitely wasn't a banana profile, um, like, you know, something you get, you know, in some JDBP or, or things of that nature. But it, it was definitely just enough of a twinge where it was the first thing I thought about. And I'm like, hold on, this isn't the full taste. That's just where I am. When I conclude the thought, I really think if you did a caramel flavored yellow Laffy Taffy, this would be spot on. <laughs> and this has that mouthfeel that I love. Follow me if you can. I'm going to give an analogy with honey. Just like the Uncle Cracker song? Yeah. I was never a big fan of that song. But if you put honey in a glass and then you tip that glass over and the honey's going to run down, but there's still going to be a layer of honey that still kind of is all over the glass. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm with you. That's how I feel about the caramel. You just feel like there is a layer that even though it passes through your mouth and down your throat, like there's a layer that like sticks with you for a good 30 seconds. And that's how I felt about this one. It's like, it just didn't all go down. There was a coating that kind of was left as it passed through. 
I definitely follow you there, and I can't remember. I don't know if you had the the first barrel proof batch from this year. I tasted it at the whiskey house at some point. It's not here any longer, or at least that I can I can tell by looking around and thinking in my memory of what I, I have from the first barrel proof batch of Larsen from this year compared to this one. I definitely feel like this is some steps above. You know, I guess part of that is we probably kind of take a step back and think, all right. Yes, they've been doing small batch for forever and a day. Yes, they've done a barrel-proof small batch for forever and a day, but they haven't necessarily done larceny. I'll definitely, you know, optimistically give a, a benefit of a doubt here of maybe they're still tinkering with this one and, and, and finding out, you know, which flavor or flavors are more prevalent as they move through and batch these barrels. Fair point. Long story short, what are you doing with this? Where are you rating it? I enjoy it. What's MSRP? I forget. 50 bucks at 50 bucks for a barrel proof whiskey this definitely competes and hangs and would most likely beat quite a few other offerings that are out there in the marketplace right now i think at least personally what really conflicts me it's if you ever go to the point of considering this a wheater i don't know what it is but to me larceny just doesn't ever drink like a wheater and when i think of it in that space it throws me off especially, you know, knowing what I'm drinking. And I, I really want to play with this in, in some blinds for us in the future to where there, there's not that kind of a, you know, mindset going in of I'm tasting a weeded whiskey. Here's what I think at least I should pick up from it. You know, for me, I, I think this is a great $50 pour. If it was a pick, I would like it to be kicked up a little bit. So I think there's a big difference, and I know I'm unfairly bringing a comparison in that was not the comparison that was given to us, but $50, this is a buy all day. I mean, Larceny has always kind of been, it's an under $30 brand. It's almost like the weeded version of Elijah Craig. It's a good looking bottle. It's a good daily drinker if you like weeders. Their small batch barrel proof is not going to be breaking the bank, but you know it's going to be good. And I haven't had a pick yet, so I know I am speculating, and I can't actually base any of this off of that thing they call knowledge. I just would like to see it be a little bit better to compete with like the Russells and the Four Roses picks. Well, I mean, as far as I know, our, our boy Nate's got one coming our way soon. So hopefully that'll be alleviated. And, uh, you, you know, hopefully other folks will have their picks roll in as well. Predicated on you sharing. The best part about 5280 to me sums up, you know, kind of how much I'm going to share there. Because I'm going to go for the five, the two, and the eight. And I'm going to share with you zero. I love how I drove all the way down to Memphis to get Nate a bottle, but he never <laughs> reaches out to me to give me anything. He does. He says hi in our lives. And, and, and you know, he, he, that's when he converses with you, John. I was his friend first. <laughs> but but back to the Larsen, you know, it's a good pour. And honestly, uh, from what I remember from tasting the first batch, this is a definitely an, an uptrend. I definitely look forward to seeing where the C batch lands. And if you want to go to making it, um, you know, relative to the time of year, no one wants hot and oaky in the summer. You want sweet. Yep. It's got some sweets on. That Laffy Taffy. Don't shake yours, please. 
<laughs> want to let everybody know that today's show is sponsored by cascartel.com changing the industry standard as to how you get your alcohol you want some larceny barrel proof go to cascartel.com get it shipped directly to your door zeke they have everything they have whiskey gin amaro scotch bourbon rum armagnac whatever it is they have it they can ship it directly to your door it's a convenience place so if you go there looking for some of the allocated stuff obviously it might be a little bit more expensive but your daily drinkers the stuff that you really want when you are reaching for a pour you can find that at cascartel.com at a reasonable price also find them on instagram at cascartel they're always doing awesome giveaways for their followers you never know when they are going to send something your way just for following them on instagram so check them out at cascartel.com and at cascartel on instagram also all of our glassware is provided by the amazing people over at premiumbarproducts.com that is carson that is janie that is vicky they are awesome people and they want to actually laser etch and zeke this isn't that stuff that comes off in the dishwasher when you wash your glasses they actually want to laser etch and permanently put that stuff in there for your glass any monogram you have go to premiumbarproducts.com you can get it on the neat glass you can get it on the tua you can get it on a glen you can get it on a wee glen you can get it on a distiller's tasting glass the neat glass head to premium bar products they also have bar tools as well that you can look at and personalize and they're just great people if you are a distillery or a bourbon group you have a bigger order reach out to me i'll get you in touch with them so you can get that all set up zeke the folks can find us on facebook at dad's drinking bourbon twitter at bourbon dads instagram at dad's drinking bourbon find us wherever you download your podcast i assume you already have because you're listening right now please leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink thank you again to heaven hill for sending us this sample of larceny barrel proof zeke where else can the folks find us good old nashville tennessee cheers ciao